Oh my god. It's not easy for a sex worker. It was you being decimated from yeah, what I hear. Right? Yeah. Like we support sex work on this show. Oh, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I've yeah. supported sex work like maybe five, six times. <laughs> Welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny, everybody. I'm Jackie Agnew. And I'm Johnny DeVito. And I'm not going to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen, I've been going through a rough week. Mm -hmm. It's been a little bit crazy. You're going to notice by the flow of this episode that, um, <laughs> well, even just the record that we have on the wall isn't the actual record that, <laughs> that we prepared to do. Yeah. Like, um, Jackie's no stranger to, to the fact that I've been a complete fucking mess for the past, like, I don't know, probably six or seven days. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know if it might be seasonal or whatever, right? So I'm not going to yeah. get bogged down into um, into the weeds there. Yeah. But I'm very happy to be here right now. Yes. Same. Because like that, like this is the good, the cool thing that you get to do like yes. during the week. So yeah. you get to do everything else I have to do. Yes. Um. So, in preparation for that, I'm thinking like, what's an album that you know, Jackie's really going to love? Something we're going to touch into a genre that we haven't yet. That mm -hmm. one I'm very fond of, and I really wanted to go back and kind of like. Pick out the album that to me is like the blueprint for everything that followed, right? Which is a pretty mm -hmm. big statement to make, right? Because there's a lot of great hip hop that's um, in the in the early days, in the golden era mm -hmm. that we're going to talk a lot about um, or a little bit about. Who knows? Right? Yeah. So basically, I figured I'm going to show Jackie um, Eric B and Rakim's Paid in Full. Yes. Because I have a copy of it. And like, that's the one thing in my life that's not going to go wrong this week because like <laughs> it's an album that I'm that I've known for years. It's yeah. Uh, it's a favorite of mine. And then I go looking through all my records today. I don't fucking have it in my uh, in the collection. I'm looking at, um, I'm not looking at a friend. I'm, I'm assuming that I, I gave a stack of records to a friend. Yeah, and it might have been in there. A while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty, um, so Jackie, the for, for the for reference here, this is uh, Rakim's later album called The Master. Are you familiar okay. with it? No, I'm not. Oh, you've never witnessed rapport like this before. It's good. <laughs> gonna, it's also very good, but it's not the album that, we prepared for yeah and it's not the album we'll be discussing today, at all but it's just a, a a backdrop a visual keepsake so if you're yeah. wondering why in the thing it says eric b and rock Kim's paid in full when it's clearly the master on the wall yeah we fucking know yeah all right? <laughs> so just stop with the comments all right <laughs> um so that's all of the preamble that i'm gonna give okay um, and then um yeah, take, take take us away, Jackie. What the hell are we talking about before we get into this? Yeah, so I think uh, I'm excited to get into this album. But before we do, we have something uh, pressing. There's a, yeah, there's, there's a story that came out that is kind of blowing up all over Canadian news right now, which I don't understand why. I yeah, think it's particularly well, interesting, but we'll, I, we'll, we'll break it down and then we'll get into it. So basically, I mean, I, I don't have the story in front of me, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty familiar with it at this oh, point. Oh, you've been going hard <laughs> in the paint on this one. It's very exciting. So the, the gist is that in uh, Ontario, I, I forget the Milton, Milton, Ontario. Shout out. Uh, I guess a, a video was, uh, I don't know if it was leaked or if it was uncovered or if it was just presented, but a, a, vi <laughs> a video <laughs> came to light that depicted um, a handful of construction workers in what seemed to be an uh, unfinished 
house that they were all working on. Like an active job site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, in the in their company was also a beautiful young sex worker. And, you know, they were throwing a retirement party and within their place of work, uh, someone's future home. And the video showed them partying maskless, which was a big part of the article. The silliest <laughs> kind of part for me is that yeah. if, you're in a, if you're in a construction site and then all of a sudden, like, um, uh, construction is like the nine, it's, there's not a nine to five, right? A lot of people bitch about a nine to five. But mm-hmm. for the past decade, I've been working a seven to three, which is like a godless hour to get up at. Yeah. Incredibly hardworking individuals in the, in the field, right? Men mm-hmm. and women. And um, when it's retirement time, like imagine, I worked with this old guy named Donnie Brooks. I'm not too concerned about saying his name because if that guy's still alive, then fuck yeah. <laughs> but about 10 years ago, he was like 81 uh-huh. and he'd retired like three times already. Right? So this guy just keeps coming back to work because, mm-hmm. I don't know, the old lady's at the house. Like, what's he going to do? Right? I got to, you know, he's got a plum to stay alive or something. Yeah. Right? Which was pretty crazy. Um, very interesting. Very interesting cat. Um but at his uh, retirement party, we did some nice things for him. Mm-hmm. Not this nice. <laughs> it's a pretty cool thing to do for an old yeah, guy. Yeah, right? and there was even even one lucky fellow. I don't know if it was the the guy retiring, but one one. I'm going to assume it was the guy that made the call. I think so too. Right? He was also depicted performing a sex act on this on this uh a lot of air quotes not not a lot of video out there if any any if uh, anyone has their hands on this video we would love to see it because i have studied about all that i can without actually seeing the video yeah and i mean well any further um explanation or just like a further grasp on any kind of knowledge i think Mm -hmm. is important yeah right so you know what i mean um it just you know, for us trying to learn, you know, like get a little bit more context to the yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. Right? And like, maybe like a little full frontal nudity while we're at it. Yeah. And like the thing that, because I, I think the video. Or maybe even if, full penetration. We don't know how. We yeah. Don't know how the goes, so. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't know what happens because the video has not been uh, released alongside the, the articles. If you have a link, send it. But I mean, I don't really. And because we haven't seen the video, I don't really understand the the response of the the construction company uh or just like the the overall response they basically the quote from the company that employed these these guys who no longer employs these guys unfortunately was that hopefully they're going to the labor board and they can maybe have like a strong case against this right but who knows who knows but basically they said there's nothing about this video that i don't have a problem with and that That's awesome. That's an awesome. Yeah, it's that's a pretty, a cool it's a pretty cool quote. Like, imagine if you're having sex <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, I, I, you know, was it good for you? And it was like, there's nothing about that that I didn't have a problem. Yeah, with. <laughs> that is, yeah. that's a really cool thing to say. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an excellent choice of words. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment, but maybe I would if I'd seen the video. Sure, sure. Um, and then they said that basically what they're most upset about is that this video is offensive to women, and they have dedicated uh so much time within this company to making the the workspace and the construction industry more appealing and more accessible to women and that this is just a huge step backwards (laughs) 
being in the industry <laughs> yeah that uh, this person is talking about when mm-hmm. when you're coming from the perspective of saying like that that we've been trying to make this industry they've been trying to make this industry appealing to women yeah. to work in right yeah. so from the top down it's very different like what happens in congress where the le- where the where the where the legislation gets signed and then mm-hmm. like uh, what happens like on the streets you know what i mean like yes. where where this is actually happening right so i'm there and i've seen some pretty like outlandish shit is that the first first beer with your new mouth Jackie? that's pretty cool you got a little spill on the side there a little technical difficulties we always have an yeah, episode with technicals just forgot how to how to drink liquids for a second there well this this young professional didn't Jackie, and that's the thing about about young uh, about young women is that like construction is not a good environment for anybody yeah you know what i mean never yeah. mind women yeah. um it's uh it's a hellacious landscape that is just kind of thankless work that yeah. um, unfortunately, well, fortunately and, and, and whatever, it, it pays well enough yeah. that um, like in my situation, like it's almost that you just kind of feel stuck. Right. Right. Um, so that's my experience with it. But to say that anybody um, that wants to get into the trades and like, you know, really get a good job, you know, I mean, you know, have a union but to support you, you know, you can raise a family, you can buy, you can do a lot of good shit with it. Right. But if you think that it's all going to be, um, you know, like puppy dogs and ice cream when you show up on site and you have to mm-hmm. work around these people. Whereas, yes, the industry is a lot um, different now than it was 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. that, like, uh, but that's just because when I was learning um, and I didn't, like, a guy would throw a wrench at me, right? Right. And now when I'm teaching a kid and he doesn't learn, I'll just show him again rather than throw a wrench at him or whatever, right? So yeah. it's, it's evolving in, in, in that sense. But um, what does... Uh, paid professional yeah going to a private residence to do a private show have anything to do with, with the women, con- in, women the in the construction, construction industry, industry as a whole yeah like i don't as a as a woman the thing stopping me from from pursuing a career in construction is not the fact that that a couple of fellas invited a sex worker to the <laughs> retirement party <laughs> So you're a feeble-bodied, five-foot woman, and the fact yeah. that you have to pick up pipe and turn a fucking wrench for a living. Yeah, exactly. You have, it's like, just you're... the overall yeah. like trades. As mm-hmm. someone who is, uh, no matter like how how many weights I lift, I'm sure. just not going to be that strong. Totally. totally. Um, and so it's just not a for me not really a viable option or an appealing one. Mm-hmm. And I think that girls your sides that are like electricians and stuff like that. Oh, whatever, I'm sure. Right? I'm but, sure. You know, and, and yeah. Yeah. That's not to, to take them, away. Right? Yeah. Like, that's I don't want to wanna sit here and kind of shit on like the industry just because I have a problem with like the way that, um, yeah. you know, like with, with the life that I've set up for myself in it or whatever. Right. So yeah. that, I, I shouldn't speak negatively to that. Sorry, just, yeah. But. And there are there are tons of women working in construction, working in trades who are fucking awesome. Absolutely. Um, but the fact that it's male dominated has I would say more to do with just like the natural makeup of of men's bodies versus women's bodies. Yeah, and the scope of work required to get this job. Exactly. That is probably what is mostly, that mostly accounts for the -hmm. difference versus like the culture. um, Same thing with like sex work too, right? I Mm -hmm. think it's the difference in the bodies. Yes. You know what I mean, right? Because like you could have... um, say like an elderly um woman with maybe three teeth left in her mouth two in her pocket Mm -hmm. um you know had seen far away from the better days that she's seen right but if 
on the corner mm-hmm. selling a piece of pussy that's for sale that will sell mm-hmm. right now me on the other hand mm-hmm. right like if i wanted to get into like a an, into like a life of sex work mm-hmm. um it's not going to be that easy for it's me and i understand an that road, yeah and um but i don't scream discrimination yeah you know, and so uh, you bring up an in- interesting point which is that both the the female sex worker and the male construction workers in this video work with their bodies and so maybe they that was a point of connection and they were like you know oh, what there's a lot Let's of crossover in... between those two industries yeah. i think that like the construction industry might keep like a very large portion of the sex work industry alive yeah and it also like on a slightly different note that whole the whole response that this was offensive to women that is offensive to <laughs> to women <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> because That's fair. this 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 lady's just doing her fucking job. And like the uh the woman who who commented, I forget what the official organization was that she's is that she's a part of. My apologies, but she is speaking on behalf of sex workers. Um and she basically said, "Yeah, this just looks like a typical private party." Oh, that was the best. Like yeah. that, that her quote was the <laughs> yeah, best. Yeah. She said that this has been happening for a couple centuries now. Yeah, and she was like so, there's nothing like scandalous about what's going on here. Sure, they they should be wearing masks. But other than that, I don't understand what you want me to say. Yeah, right. And I think like, it's the prudish mind of like of of western society or or, or whoever found this video and then leaked it and then Mm -hmm. you know whoever thought the blowback was going to be you know terrible so they decided to like make a public firing of this you know you know what i mean just like start the the, all the hoopla it just seems like like too much when i think people's mind in like relation to the sex act like it would be Mm -hmm. like a private show yeah one um one girl versus like you know like a a room full of guys or something like that like there's something um you know diminishing but the people that are outraged about this aren't the people that are either involved in that kind of work or yeah. the ones that are paying for that kind of work yeah and who are you to say like that that is wrong you know yeah I mean? like, she's not a victim in this video no. she's getting paid for her work so fuck you Absolutely. how is this offensive to women this is a this is a grown-ass woman doing her job mm-hmm. and in this in these times in the covid Oh my god! It's not easy for a sex worker. There is being decimated from yeah, what I hear. Right? Yeah, like we support sex work on this show. Oh, a hundred. You know what I mean? I've yeah. supported sex work like maybe five, six times. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's it's incredibly important to stand up and 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 you know throw your hat in the ring and really like do what you can. You yeah. Know, to to support people through through these um, troubled times, right? And not dog them for the type of jobs that they you know choose to accept, right? Yeah. I'm a plumber. I have been a commercial plumber, industrial plumber, residential plumber, doing all scopes of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never once walked home covered in shit. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. That's because those jobs are available and I choose not to take them. Yeah. Right? Now, you can be like a regular porn star and mm-hmm. do like, or even like softcore, like Skinamax stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, right? yeah. Some booby little, you know, little, little panties on kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hot, right? Mm-hmm. Fun. Or you could do kink.com mm-hmm. and get your face stepped on and like, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's varying degrees of this, right? Yeah. And if you, for you to judge one and accept the other, I think is just like hypocrisy mm-hmm. and, um, and stupid. And also maybe like put 
the workers like information out there you yeah know, maybe hit her up with like a tag like like and subscribe yeah exactly maybe. she should have been tagged in all of these articles if wanted to right? if, 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 if 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 wanted, if to. wanted to yeah and obviously this doesn't take away there are some there are uh tons tons of people in in sex work who are in it against their will obviously we're not talking yeah, we about like, that yeah, we're not, in we're not that, talking so. about that we're talking about good old-fashioned consensual sex work exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> human trafficking and like, obviously, I mean, obviously the, the that's not is, what is we're not, talking about here yeah. jackie but, was a pimp for a long time in harlem but that was, yeah. that was a different life you know, you know what, what? I mean, right? yeah she looks good in snakeskin i d- like, i still do yeah it's, it's true yeah right but what but, what I mean, you were doing at the time the was past. more of like yeah that was more circumstantial and yeah you know, i mean what is what a girl you... to do when you're 16 years old on the streets of harlem well it's you interesting just, for you uh... to actually get into pimping and actually not be um like one of the prostitutes which oh that's like... how i started that oh. was yeah yeah 13 uh, i started selling my body and then i was like you know where the real money is at being the the seller of of the other bodies sure sure. yeah and sure i still threw my hat in the ring sometimes you know that's just for love of the game exactly exactly to keep myself in uh in fighting shape sure yeah it's important right like michael jordan owns um uh i believe it's the pelicans he owns his own basketball team now okay um if you think that just at a shoot around michael jordan Mm -hmm. isn't getting in there and fucking jacking dudes up just for the fun of it right because he loves the sport yeah you know right but and yeah. i mean and i've seen that in you and in your work for years now right? yeah which is it's actually inspiring yeah and that's exactly what i did with my clients I, you know or my my ladies i went in onto the job site with them and i would sort of stand i'd be out of the way you know let them have their moment but if i saw someone slacking i would hop into the ring and show them how it's done oh my god you know what but and how nice is that for like a you know, like a young up and coming apprentice to have a, mm-hmm. a, a boss that's that's so hands on. Yeah. You know, and um, is just willing to, to mm-hmm. really jump in there and, and grab the bull by the horns. And, yeah. And, um, you know, and ride the sucker out. Quite literally. Yeah. Incredible learning experience. Incredible. Kind of like um, that'd have to be like a mothership kind of role at some point. Yeah. You know, I did. Or was it like an alien mother- mothership where you just kind of like abducting these women? Or no, we're against no, that. No, no. Oh. I did not abduct any good, any good. of my ladies. But yeah, I thought of myself as a mother, as you said, hands on and and pussy on. Oh, pussy, pussy on. Always on. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like I said, I've seen your work. It's. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's like reminiscent of like um like uh, Picasso's blue period. Okay, Do yeah. Do you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like this is that uh, you can really tell that this um what would go on to be more of like an abstract artist mm-hmm. in your later career. I mean the stuff that you're doing now. Yeah, you know, with, yeah. Um, it's a bit more yeah, using w- different with chopsticks different and tools, different materials. My goodness, um, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Right? But you can really see that you have a strong foundation of mm-hmm. the um, you know of of the what's the word like like a strong foundation of all the essential skills Mm -hmm. right so you need to know how you need to know all the rules before you can break them absolutely you know what i mean really go off into like into the area where what you're doing now is more art i would say than than actual sex work yeah i would i would say the same thing too you know after a certain point you have to start coloring outside the lines and you know taking risks with your work yeah and and selling uh, tickets and I mean, selling and selling tickets. Let's get serious. Yeah, right? I do sell out stadiums with which, my work, which is wild because like everybody in the stadium is actually involved. So now, yeah. the, the most successful one that you had was actually thirteen hundred people involved. Now was that one 1, after fifteen? Oh, my, yeah. my fault. My fault. I'm gonna I'm gonna get at my assistant for that. Okay. But 
Um, so in that situation, like, I mean, I know that's a long day, mm-hmm. right? But um, yeah. are you taking breaks in between or is this like mm-hmm. something that you're, um, that, that, that you've been training for for a long time and you're just going to, you're, you're going to be in the driver's seat um, until all 1500 are finished? Um, well, it's a bit of both. These days I like to, you know, I make it more of a, an experience. So back in my younger days, I wanted it to be, I wanted the spotlight on me all the time. But now I know I'm, I'm confident in what I've done. I've left a legacy. These people know who I am. So, you know, I start off the show, Mm -hmm. um, but around, you know, the, the first act break, I sort of tap out, towel off, let one of my uh, younger apprentices step in and they put on a bit of a, a bit of a show. And then, uh, Again, though, what a great opportunity for somebody exactly. that's not going to be able to perform on that kind of stage yeah. you know I mean? to get that experience. Paramount. Yeah. And so then, uh, they sort of switch off. I usually have like two or three, two or three other performers, mm-hmm. um, that all switch off off with and then I tend to come back uh, around the uh, the second act break right before the climax it has to be enough time where I am of course responsible for the climax but I don't want I want to give them their time too is what I'm saying you know that's just the mark of um of a true performer, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. After after a while, you know what I mean. Like you said, the the spotlight and the look at me thing kind mm-hmm. of fades, right? And yeah. now you're you're kind of curating an experience for everybody yeah. that's there, rather than more of like um uh that like the star um, idolization kind of thing or whatever that yeah. probably drew you to um you yeah. know to fill up stadiums in the first place. Yeah, I mean, like I've had my my time in the sun for for quite a while now mm-hmm. you know i basked in uh the the stardom yeah and can- skin cancer survivor now two years yeah Incredible. yeah and two different bouts of skin cancer as well mm-hmm. so you've yeah. had your time in the sun now more times than 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 most yeah exactly Incredible. but you know every you reach a point uh to s- sort of call back to what we were saying with the rolling stones last yeah, week yeah. you don't want your your legacy to eclipse the quality of the work you're putting out. And so this is where I've sort of taken a step back. You're a true artist. Yeah, I think so too. It's inspiring. Yeah. Now, um, shameless segue, when Mm -hmm. it comes to payment, Mm -hmm. always up front, would you say that you were paid in full in every one of these experiences? Yeah, that's a must. Always, always paid in full. Always paid in full. Yeah. Sick segue. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of fun. Um, So to get back into the album that's not Mm -hmm. on the fucking wall here, Jackie, what did you think? I really liked it. I mean, I was telling you about it uh, yesterday. I mean, obviously... Uh, well, this is exciting because this is like the first uh, genre that we've talked about that we both like yeah, really like. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like I'd never heard this this album before, and there's a whole a whole bunch of lyrics that are referenced in songs that I know. And well, I think that's the funny thing is that you've never heard this before mm-hmm. until you hear it, and you've heard all of exactly, this before in yeah. one way or another. But it was it was. I mean, I love uh, like hearing sort of where it all where it all came from it's look behind the curtain right it's that it's that little moment of um of like deeper understanding you know because um for me like uh artists especially i mean maybe not as much now maybe a little bit now but um 
when you're a kid and you find something that's mm-hmm. just like touches like you want to know everything about that you want to mm-hmm. understand every lyric and and it's really cool when you get to that level and then you find out that maybe 15 20 years mm-hmm. before the album that you love came out the real master came through and really yeah redefined um like a style before like rock him was really doing it there was there was like there was definite different styles but nobody mm-hmm. came so intricate so smooth mm-hmm. and also with an attitude like um with this fucking not in front of me but i ain't no joke mm-hmm. kind of starts off there's a um a soul train performance with eric b and rock him from like 1987 or something like that where the the host of soul train is bringing them up and he looks at rock him and he goes you don't smile that much do you and he goes <laughs> i ain't no joke <laughs> and it's the coolest motherfucking thing that you know you'll ever see right and nice. it's the first time that like intricate rhymes and everything um really came over top of like of what like classic hip-hop is supposed to be right mm-hmm. with like sample heavy like new york this is like new york hip-hop to me, yeah. you know what i mean like 808 drums james brown samples um jackson five samples and whatever and mm-hmm. then um and an mc really like moving the crowd and i think what you can see from this album that kind of separates it from it's like later counterparts is that like this was still like party rock right you know these beats were still like kind of fun to groove yeah, to and yeah, fun to dance to and kind stuff. of bop to it yeah absolutely right yeah, i mean yeah. even like lyrically speaking he's not cussing on any of these records and yeah um but everything is so tough and there is like an aggressive nature to this thing right but yeah. his attitude is always like i'm gonna bust you upside the head with like a rhyme mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm gonna show you that i'm the best right and all those little there's all those little um you know just little lines in there but like you know remember me the one you got your idea from mm-hmm. later like when before i found rock him i'm a huge fan of mob deep right so you find the infamous mob deep and rest in peace prodigy um dead from uh, one of the members of mob deep there's a song and he goes, remember p the one you got your whole style from and i used to love that and then i was like how the fuck are you gonna say that yeah <laughs> you clearly ripped it off from yeah from my man rock him right yeah just absolutely incredible a quick like off the top here um mm-hmm. between like i know probably one of the most notable would be like um because i am whatever you say i am right right. if i right. wasn't then why would i say i am yeah which is i mean obviously, obviously i'm an m from uh, the way i am but yeah. it's actually i'm um, the r the a to the yeah. k i am and if i wasn't then why would i say I? And so you can see like even up until like current you know times right now right it's mm-hmm. a 35 year old record that everybody still like you know tips its hat to totally which like incredible yeah absolutely incredible yeah, that's all huge I influence <laughs> well <laughs> no do you think like um because using that as an example when people heard that um from eminem obviously probably like 75 80 percent of his listeners just thought that he thought of that same with like any True. um Obviously, in rap, you, you in hip hop, you reference other other people's lyrics a lot. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. but like, and like within, if you know what they're doing, then you respect that. But do you think also, because I don't really know how how to word what I'm trying to say, but like, do you think there's also like a detri- almost a detrimental effect when people who don't know just think that these other 
these other artists are are making up these lyrics i don't think it's detrimental i think that it's a cool opportunity for mm-hmm. a casual listener to get like a little bit yeah you know more knowledge or mm-hmm. and then once you like i don't know i'm a naturally curious person so yeah, once i yeah. find that little nugget then i'm gonna want to explore more yeah right so um it may be for some but mm-hmm. i think it's um I think it's really cool because yeah, there's two sides of the coin in hip hop, right? Because mm-hmm. there's like paying homage and there's also biting, mm-hmm. right? So if you're biting styles and biting flows and shit like that, right? Without, you know, properly paying homage, mm-hmm. I think that there's probably like a generational gap, right? Yeah. Like it'd be really hard for somebody to come out now mm-hmm. and start like doing like rock him verses. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you, you know what I mean? Right? Like yeah, that's something that's so cemented in, yeah. in time. But it's, I think it's more or was common like, um, in uh like when people are just kind of starting to come out right mm-hmm. and um like with hip-hop it's so important for you to kind of stand out right especially yeah. as like a solo artist yeah i mean there's a bunch of dudes doing the same thing yeah i mean i think that's probably the same for any genre to like really yeah. stand out you know what i mean at the time when like hair metal is is hair metal what's going to be the next thing or whatever that's going to put this next band over the top it's yeah. going to make like you know motley Crue different from poison different from whatever right and i think that goes all the way through but almost more so in hip-hop because that's the like the style of the times mm-hmm. is basically what it is a lot of the guys you know for more or less reasons kind of look the same they all kind of dress the same mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um because like that's the the style of whatever is cool right so every mm-hmm. rapper when i'm a kid had baggy pants and a new york you know yeah hat on right <laughs> the same like the same kind of um, yeah the same kind of style so whatever like it's going to take to set yourself apart i think that becomes skills I think that hip hop is unique though in that like it's so um uh like central to this to this art form that you do sort of show that you know that show that you've done your research and show oh, that yeah. you know where you're coming from and so that's I think like referencing other lyrics sort of shows that and again I think uh there's a similarity I think there's a a big similarity between uh rapper between musicians but particularly um hip-hop artists and comedians where it's like Mm -hmm. if you want to be a successful comedian then you better like fucking know comedy and not to say that you're gonna reference other people's jokes in your own set obviously you're not gonna do that but like you better be able to like fucking sit down with another comic and know what the fuck you're talking about know like sort of the the history and know what you're you know 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 the 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 history of the art form that you are now putting yourself uh into if that makes sense yeah i I think it's really important i mean there's like there's exceptions i think like you're always going to have some kid that comes in it's just like i'll fuck all this and Mm -hmm. and not have that um kind of respect for you know for the past right like so for anybody to not um to come into this thing that like is any new art going to come you know like from now on but like for sure it is right mm-hmm. but something that's so like iconic as like as what hip-hop is today it's like mm-hmm. a billion dollar industry right and like punk rock i think would be like it's the you know, little brother that doesn't want the attention or, or whatever right yeah um in some cases might not deserve it but the the same thing about those two um those two like genres or or styles of music is like um it's from the youth it's a diy kind of mm-hmm. aspect i think like at the very beginning and um the only two different things now is like what they you know what they've done with their success and what they do with their money or whatever and the way that they try to show which is which is interesting to 
to see, you know, one way or the other, right? But the look what you were saying about being able to speak the language. Mm -hmm. It's so clear when you're listening to some of these artists. If you've been listening to this stuff for a long time, um, I'm trying not to be the old man. I'm trying not to be a dick, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes I'll play I'll play something and I'm like, no. Nah. Yeah. Immediately, no. Yeah. Um, just because like it doesn't speak to my sensibilities, not saying something that I give a shit about or maybe uh, I just pass a vote or maybe I don't understand it yet. Yeah. Because that's definitely happened. There's a group, yeah. Kill the Vultures. Go and listen to Kill the Vultures because it's mm -hmm. what I define as some of the greatest music of all time. Mm -hmm. First six months, probably. My friend's playing for nonstop for me and, yeah. I, and I didn't get it, right? Yeah. But um, that language that comes especially with hip-hop is very specific to the genre itself right and the mm -hmm. more like rakim said it the best in a song called know the ledge um mm -hmm. is, is knowledge right is um is like a constant understanding and like constantly evolving with the times as well you yeah know, to, to stay especially to stay relevant you know yeah. what i mean like in, a, in an art form where you know for better or worse you're trying to appeal to like kids in high school yeah you know they're the ones that are going to be buying the tickets they're the ones going to be going to the shows and or you know whatever right if you're in that city i think now it's might be a little bit i mean as the as your band ages your yeah you know your your, your well, fan base will you know might come with you but yeah um in order to stay relevant and to stay um like what's like the like the hot shit right now unfortunately mm -hmm. isn't like airbnb and rock him well i think you know, right, right now the it's sound is, has evolved and it's more about having like hit singles right now where mm -hmm. it's like people don't necessarily go out and and buy records or even though the whole album is available on Spotify, they just want to hear the single. And yeah. so they want something to be like wildly successful now for the most part. You need something that people can easily understand and that sort of they get that hook right away from the first listen from the first like yeah. few few seconds of the of the first listen. Is there counterculture anymore? Like for the kids? Oh, I like, think so. I wanted every everything that was popular i made an active attempt to to try to find like the other thing you mm -hmm. know what i mean like what was like popular i don't, I don't know in my head because like i well because i was kind of exposed to other shit that i thought was cool yeah and then i couldn't understand why like nobody was into it or whatever and then yeah. it becomes like a little bit more of your own yeah right so now with um is it like a like a social media thing or like everybody's like so connected that if you know you don't want to you know, venture too far outside mm -hmm. of the, of the lane. I don't know if that's even a thing because now there's like kids that are rapping about shit, mm -hmm. like sucking their friends' dicks that would never happen. You know what I mean? In this era. Yeah. Which is very cool to see. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? Like you yeah. can see the, you know, things evolving because there is, um, a thing in, in hip hop, especially like in the golden era of it, mm -hmm. like the best thing, you know, the best time for like the music in my opinion, just because, sonically and you know i mm -hmm. dig the sound and also like i get with what they're saying but there's a lot of like you know misogyny homophobia and like there's a lot of you know shit or whatever that makes its way into yes, yeah. into that stuff that might not age that well but you can't take away from the fact that you know what i mean it was like it, w it was aggressive and in your face and you know what i mean some of that kind of had to speak for it so yeah, yeah i don't know it's an it's an interesting evolution i guess yeah i think they're probably i'm sure i'm positive that there are countercultural groups now but we probably just don't know really because like what we yeah. see is what's what's popular send us your recommendations let us yeah. know what's popping or yeah. what else is not popping i want to see what uh, <laughs> i want to see if there's just a like what's the next yeah. like weird kid or whatever right that's like dying his hair and like twerking on satan is there anybody doing that 
Uh, <laughs> dyeing his hair and twerking on stage. On Satan. On Satan? Oh, yeah. uh, probably. That's a thing that nobody's done yet. Twerking on Satan? You didn't know about Nas X, that little kid? Oh, oh, that was the thing. Right, 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 right. You're not yes ending me, Jack. Sorry, no, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what you were referencing. Oh no, I'm just refer. I I don't know. I just like I just like to see it when the kids, um, you know, like when the kids come out and and just like and and piss people off, right? Yeah. Like so, well, like whether or not I agree with what that kid did, or yeah. like I mean, I don't disagree with it. It's fucking hilarious, right? Go. Yeah, Nick, no, I Mikey, think I like Nike him. Nike to put some blood in the shoes and twerk on Satan's fucking right. awesome. Because, like, when I was a kid, it, my mom would be looking at, like, mm-hmm. CD covers of actual, like, you know, Cannibal Corpse or Slayer, like, raining mm-hmm. blood and all this. There was actual shit that meant NWA, fuck the police. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there was, like, there was stuff that was so much more, um, like, aggressive and totally. offensive. Yeah. But you I feel like I mean? also we're sort of desensitized. I don't think there's anything that could come out now that would be like holy fuck that's like i feel like our generation has sort of hurt it all it's really hard to push yeah, the boundaries I saw, like, in faces the same of death way when i was like 13 or something like yeah. that right? like two girls one cup and all that stuff like yeah. after that like uh, there's no there's no rap song that's gonna offend me. yeah it's sort of hard <laughs> it's a lot more difficult to get a get like an outraged or a shocked reaction yeah right from the general public anyways i don't um I mean, I would love it to happen. Like, I'd love if we were going to be the ones to do it. Yeah, I mean, know? we're trying to make it happen. Yeah, but, like, is anybody <laughs> Obviously, people anymore? are still fucking... People get offended all the fucking time. Oh, fuck. But, um... And in general, though, I don't think there's a huge public outcry about mm. things like that anymore, about, you know, offensive language and shit like that. Yeah, I think it just There are goes groups the that get offended, yeah. but in who's, general... Who's the one that gets, like, really pissed off? who gets really pissed yeah off? like what's like would be like an example uh like, well i would say like any like conservative group oh, they, okay, okay. yeah any like church church group anything like that i thought it was like just white women white women too oh, karen's okay. yeah karen's, yeah yeah you guys are getting a bad rap right now we are <laughs> like, you guys are not having your time in the sun like white no. men like we've always like we're always like you know persona non grata like i get yeah. that <laughs> right but now like yeah ladies are getting there <laughs> getting their feet to the you know put to the fire I as mean, well right like it's good to see you over here it's nice yeah no. <laughs> yeah we were lonely for a couple as years. we should be mm. um yeah <laughs> and most white people should have their feet held to the fire sure <laughs> absolutely not for what they Myself did personally but just for included. the yeah just for the just for the <laughs> The luxuries that they've been afforded that they haven't been aware totally. of. Totally. <laughs> and I think the thing with white women, too, is that they got... Um, Fine as fuck. Got all excited when, uh, um, like, Me Too movement started happening. And then I think a lot of white w- women were like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a minority. Feel bad for me. I'm a victim. And pe- they really leaned into that. Mm. But not... Th- I'm obviously part of this group. Um, but... And I Did think you have a couple that, weeks there where you're like, yeah, me, fucking right, me too. Well, I'm just I, well mean, I mean, that, that was a bad, that was a bad example. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not. It, it's sort of it's a tricky subject because obviously, um, pro- every single woman I know has had like a experience like that, and you sure. do uh, experience some um, things. Uh, you experience things that men don't, but that doesn't mean that because you're you're just because you're a woman, it doesn't mean that you <laughs> have to like make your you don't have to make your make yourself seem more special because yeah. you're, you're like, oh, well, 
I'm a I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah blah. It's like okay, well you're also white, so you have a you're a woman. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but you're white. You're, you're also you're middle class. A couple other you, boxes there yeah. that put you like you know in a. In a but it doesn't take away from like that reality. Yeah. But I I have it a lot easier than than women of color or, or trans people yeah. or most. I have it easier than pretty much everyone except white men. Yeah, well, I mean, we got it pretty good. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. It's uh, lucky, yeah. you know. Um, I can feel like the like the sun is starting to set, yeah. um, which is fine, you know. I'm I'm glad that I got 30 years out of uh, yeah. you know, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, and um, I'm okay with the next chapter. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like um, like maybe. Yeah, I I no, never mind. I don't know because. It seems silly to want like your people to make something, but it's just like I I would just yeah. I would just enjoy like a sense of entitlement to be taken away from somebody, but not over time. Like I want it to be like mm-hmm. the table turns tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be a right? really sudden shift. Yeah, like that would be crazy. Otherwise, like um, yeah. it's yeah, it's otherwise it's just kind of a slow fade and nothing really yeah. changes, right? So like I'm I'm all for somebody taking over. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to have the responsibility. That's kind of in the this is like way off topic, but in the in that um on that note in terms of like uh things changing gradually versus just like a sudden like overnight shift, that's like kind of what I in a weird way have liked about COVID because everything changed like so suddenly yeah. and everyone was forced to just like question everything and now we're in like this weird limbo area where we still don't really know what the fuck is going on but we know that everything is fucking different and everything changed just overnight like that and no one really knew their place anymore and knew what to do anymore Mm. and i think that's good i think a little someone picked up the snow globe and rattled it around and now we're just like still free falling that's that's a cool analogy um i mean the like the drastic change is very cool i'm i'm not very good at recognizing that things are going to be um like an issue over time i'm very accepting mm-hmm. in the moment yeah. like hey shit happens you yeah. know what i mean but um coming to terms with dealing with it later i think a, like a, even a part of this week right was has mm-hmm. been a great week um and i think that like i'm without having like an outlet um like place to go or anything really like that and then just kind of having to to come uh, like a, i'm realizing that a lot of uh like the steam that i need to blow off is not mm-hmm. able to like and and a lot of it kind of draws back to yeah you know COVID or whatever right like yeah. so i'm not as aware yeah right but i'm, I'm hyper aware that i'm being a dick right. <laughs> like i'm hyper aware that i'm not in a good mood yeah you know but um but i'm really bad at re- like thinking about it and recognizing it you know what i mean like after the fact yeah well i think i can yeah i'm definitely that way too where it's like if i I'm in a bad mood and then I'm just like an asshole and it's always like the people who I like care about most that I'm an asshole to because I feel like the people that I'm comfortable comfortable around I don't have to hide how I'm feeling mm. I guess and but then because of that because that that these are the people that I'm closest to and love the most those in turn are the people who get like the brunt of like my worst the worst yeah. side of me sorry about and that. I think uh, I got, yeah. <laughs> and I think that um yeah, I can recognize it like immediately afterwards and be mm-hmm. like, fuck, sorry, I'm an asshole. But in that moment when it's happening, even if you know you're being a dick, you just can't. I don't know. I, I just can't s- stop it. for Oh, some oh you yeah. know me. Yeah. Once I, once yeah. that ball starts rolling, 
I don't know, but it's a different. I, I don't know. Well, actually, I have quite like, in the sense of, uh, of like maintaining, you know what I mean? Friendships in, in a hard time. Mm-hmm. I'll actually bring it back to the album here mm-hmm. real quick. There's a there's a song, not on the master, on paid in full. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric B for president. It was the first single actually came out in like 1986. Um, what was on the other side? I think my melody was on the other side of it. It's like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could also see like a drastic change, like what you're talking about, like that, that, that change overnight uh-huh. from, you know, kind of party rocking and a hip, a hop, a yeah. hip it to hip it to the hip, hip, hop, and you don't stop. And you don't get that anymore now when you have somebody going like, you know, the saga begins, my eyes with the photography lens proper. Like you're going mm-hmm. syllables and intricate rhyme structure, like very um, kind of smooth but tight and like deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have like this like really cool moment of friendship on mm-hmm. this record that um, that you can actually see go through um, through the years of DJ MC duos, right? So mm-hmm. where you have Eric B for president, um, that's like when your MC just has a song about how cool like the DJ is. There's something about like you know friendship in there that you go like holy shit like these guys like actually give a shit about each other. Mm-hmm. Gangstar, um, DJ Premier and Guru they have a song called B.I. vs. Friendship on uh, Moment mm-hmm. of Truth album, right? And it's, yeah. it covers that exact same thing. When you see 7L and Esoteric or ID and Abilities, there's something about like this, um, this like connection, right? Yeah. Between the two, like that's the band, right? Yeah. You're really only hearing like one person's perspective. Yeah. And then you're also seeing what the other person is capable of to do with music, right? Yeah. Which is fucking incredible, you know? So like I look at us like a band, mm-hmm. right? So like... What do you think about, you know, like pumping your friend's tires up and just kind of talking, um, you know, just saying positive things about your friends in the, in the right time? Mm-hmm. What, um, because what you do in that, like, I don't think you believe in this yeah. aspect because you went on to um, Access Granted with Peter Grant. Um, yeah. A good friend. Yeah. A good friend. And I've also been on that podcast. Yeah. And when any time that anybody's ever brought your name up... Um, I go out of my way to give a very sincere yeah. um, evaluation of our friendship and what, and then do nothing but speak very highly of you. Yeah. And now when my name was brought up on your episode, um, I believe the quote was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't quite it. But uh, I listened yeah. back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically that, um, first of all, the, so that we recorded that last Sunday and as soon as it ended, um, and I like obviously immediately started thinking back on it, I was like, oh, fuck, I think that I sort of took it too far and I didn't really say anything <laughs> to counterbalance what a dick I was being. And I think, um, I don't know, I think in the, I was really nervous to be a guest on a podcast <laughs> and I like wanted to be funny. And like when I'm in that zone, I just like defensively just be like I just am a dick. You shit all over the other member of the band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shit no, all you over didn't. You. I was just giving you a hard time. But, but yeah, during, like, no, a, but know, I, during, during a bad week, I, I was know, sitting there and I'm I going know. like, I'm having a shitty time. Hey, these are two of my friends here. They're probably hey, this this might cheer me up, and it didn't. No, I'm just kidding. I know it wasn't no, that bad. I it was felt, just pretty. No, it's pretty but cool. It was, but I felt <laughs> I felt really bad immediately afterwards, and then this whole week. I was thinking about it constantly and I was like, maybe it wasn't that bad. And then it came out and I, and I watched it and I was like, fuck, I'm such a dick. 
and then you said something about it and I I felt terribly and I fucking couldn't fucking sleep last night. <laughs> I felt so bad and I still do. But um yeah, I think it was egregious. I, it was, it's not like I said anything mean about you. It's like I was doing a bit and I just like I just took it too far and I didn't um I didn't say anything afterwards that was like, oh, I'm I'm kidding, obviously, because I I just I, I was nervous and I just didn't think about it. And I'm, I I just love so the opportunity so... to bring it up now because you're like squirming a little bit in your chair and like we can we can move off we can move off. No, topic, but... no, no. I no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, obviously, for the record, obviously you're uh, like one of my best friends. You're one of the most important people in my life. You're like the person that I go to for for advice on anything and the person that i trust the most when it comes to like comedy and and writing and anything creative obviously um and Jackie i Flattery don't will get you to... nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and i should have fucking said this I'm on just peter's kidding. i'm just fucking joking jackie jesus christ but i feel so bad about it i know but <laughs> now so that's the worst part about like i could be a dick and continue that on mm-hmm. which is about like anybody but i could just see yeah. it in your face you like actually bummed about it and it was you didn't say anything egregious it wasn't that bad. i i know but like i didn't say anything mean but i didn't say anything nice that is true yeah that is true it's and just, i knew it's, that it's you funny. were having like, a the- bad week and then it came out and i was like oh this is the worst this is the fucking worst <laughs> The episode is actually really funny. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, no, we're gonna have Peter on because I'm gonna I'm gonna speak my piece with him as well, yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah. Um, no, actually, he's pretty cool too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm over it. I don't know. I was really I was I was I was bummed on the at the on the day because yeah. like I was like going through a bunch of other shit. But like I also don't have the mental capacity to care about things that don't matter for longer than like a few seconds. Yeah. So you're off the hook, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I don't know. But you know what's like another thing too is just like um like uh some kind of like selfish like um you know like kind of like just like seeking some mm-hmm. I don't know what 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 whatever the word I'm looking for is um just just wanting some props, right? Yeah. And uh Yeah, and then when you and when you're thinking you're like, "Oh, for sure I'm going to get him here." And oh, no. Not not even a little bit was was funnier yeah. after because then i really got to look at myself as a person and be like you're a real pussy man yeah well no and i get that too because like when you did your your episode with peter obvious like selfishly like listening to it i'm like oh like i wonder when i'm gonna get brought up and then i did and you were so nice and like and it makes it <laughs> it hurts my heart that i didn't do the same thing for you and literally i can't tell you how many times that i've thought over this last day i wish i could fucking go back and redo it oh. because i i yeah. no because i wish you didn't because then um we wouldn't have this solid like <laughs> awkward 5 minute chunk that is so funny to me but it's now actually making me feel bad maybe i'm the one that's sorry no. I should have been better. No. <laughs> if I was, if I texted you seven jokes a day rather than four, then oh maybe you'd God. be like, this kid's okay. No. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Those are, um, I don't know. I'm just looking for help with the wording, man. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of validation, a pat on the back to be like, you're pretty funny. You're pretty yeah. funny guy. Obviously, um, you're pretty funny. Yeah. No. So <laughs> like, well, let's move it away from there. Okay. Um, this album, this artist in particular, um, I, 
I don't think it's up for debate. Um, if it is, then fuck off and die. If you're willing to debate the fact that Rockham might be like the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. top five, top wherever you're gonna fucking put him, it doesn't necessarily matter because I think he's undeniably the greatest of all time because you can trace hip hop back from today, and it's a lot of really, um, a lot of really cool. One of the coolest elements of hip hop to me is like um, is is proving that you're the best, right? And there's a line called um, there's a section of uh, of the Source magazine called Show and Prove. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that was in Double XL actually. Regardless of the publication, I don't think that either of them print anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to the websites; I'm sure they're they're, they're still popular. But there's a section called Show and Prove, right? Which mm-hmm. is basically like um, this is where you'd find like new talent. I remember like flipping okay. through that magazine and be like, "Oh, Joel Ortiz is coming up." And if anybody doesn't know who Joel Ortiz is, go check that dude out. Um, but it was basically like um, highlighting skills, right? So you know, the, this this kid's been showing and proving. He's been putting that mm-hmm. thing out, and like it's every there's so many quotable lines that just come back to this like everything you can trace from today all the way back but it stopped the buck stops here mm-hmm. right then you can see right there but and everything that came before him was a little bit different you know so like who would you think um who do you admire as like the greatest of all time in any field besides um, me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flattery will get you nowhere Jackie. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, like, I would say my so the the first person that I think of is Richard Pryor in yeah. comedy because I think he Richie's was your favorite like all the. Time. I think I don't know if I would say he's my, my favorite, favorite but, but I think he's the greatest in terms of the style of stand up that I do. Yeah. I think he was like the first person to really fucking like bare his soul on stage and talk about some fucked up shit. Some, yeah. And like tell these crazy stories about his life. Um but also but he was like fucking hilarious. And and very exactly, funny. Exactly, yeah. I mean started like, as like a like a piano player and like you know like like yeah. a, and like variety show club acts and stuff yeah. like that, right? The life that that motherfucker had raised And he made it so personal in a way that no one had done before before him. And I think that really like changed stand up forever. Ooh. And now like all of my favorite stand ups for the most part are they talk about like real shit on stage when they tell the line between like completely fucked up people but incredibly likable and yeah but they find a way it's like finding you know it's being able to like live with um all this fucked up shit that's happened in your life but fine but turning it into something that can make other people laugh and make other people happy and then for me anyways uh with my stand-up it sort of changes that experience it's no longer like this shitty thing that happened to you it's like this this story that you can tell on stage that makes other people happy yeah and um yeah and i just think that the way like as soon as you start to drop like as soon as you start doing comedy like you have like just years of baggage and all this like crazy Mm -hmm. shit that you have and then as soon as you like learn how to like craft a joke and then learn how to you know like tell that on stage like that Mm -hmm. becomes like those stories now like the way that i think about them are like um like almost like uh like like a on like a general's kind of outfit or whatever like all those like decorated like all those badges or whatever right like you really kind of like the it's more than just like a a story at that point there's something like tangible to it right because i think you can give it to other people and exactly and, and and 
you know, I mean, and if there's a chunk that they find really funny that they'll, you know, take away with or they'll find something that relates to a fucked up part in their life, right? And everybody can kind of sit down. It's that collective sigh of relief when it's like, oh, we're all fucked up here or everybody's been down that shitty road or whatever, right? Yeah, and it's, um, you know, and it's like, it's therapeutic for, for you, like the storyteller, because it's no longer this, like, terrible, like, shameful, like, thing in your like dark thing in your past it's a a thing that you you just tell to other people and it's you know it brings everyone everyone together and i um yeah and i just think that richard pryor he changed stand-up forever for the better because he turned it into something that that you can use to sort of change your outlook on your own life and Mm -hmm. to sort of make people connect in a way they that they couldn't beforehand because when you're telling something so personal people are naturally going to respond more to it you know so like more so than like a lenny bruce or like a george carlin probably like i mean to put those on like the like the big three of like the early mm-hmm. days of comedy right but i think i just think his well like he's coming yeah. from a personal aspect right yeah. like i love george carlin so much but like that dude died with filing cabinets full of writing that yeah. you'll never see you know what i mean that's how much work that guy put in so yeah. it's like his brain and kind of clever um you know just kind of attitude towards the world mm-hmm. kind of birthed a lot of his material right where i think we're yeah you i think you just like if if you were gonna ask me then before you before i asked you this question i would have mm-hmm. said probably like george but but like i'm i do the same thing mm-hmm. and um you know what i mean like a little I don't know, like different approach or like style or whatever to like yeah. the way that you like write or perform it. But the the crux of it is always, hey, this was fucking crazy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? that happened. And um, but like it's that you know that that vibe of um, it's it's almost relatable in a way. Yeah, right? like just like sharing in yeah. your shitty experiences. Yeah, and I think it was like for me like a huge thing. Uh, cause I think I grew up, I think I kept a lot of secrets as a, as a kid. So sort of changing that and, um, being able to just be like open and wanting to, to like tell these stories because I know I'm going to be able to find a way that it just makes other people laugh. I think that that's huge for me. And I think it's yeah. huge for a lot of people, both comedians and people just who love comedy and watching the audience. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really funny the way that like, I, I'm not going to like give away any like your turns of phrases or whatever but like <laughs> the way that you can do that like you know what i mean you'll take a you know like a, f- a fucked up story but the way that you punch it and the way that like um you know when you're telling a story and you turn a corner that's gonna be like your your first act break is gonna you know lets the audience know like oh fuck here we go mm-hmm. but the phrasing that you use in that is so fucked up most of the time when you're sitting in the back of the room when you're on stage everybody's like what and that's the fucking coolest response to a joke ever is somebody being like you know like you're like, just like what yeah. what the what you're presenting and what's mm-hmm. inside the package is like yeah yeah vastly different i think mm-hmm. that's fucking that's definitely cool like i don't know more so than for me like you know you see 30 year old tattooed fucking dummy get on stage and you're like yeah we've all okay tell us your tell us your stories there buddy and then <laughs> and then get the hell out of here right but i think like mm-hmm. when it comes from like an unassuming package it's just fucking punches like it's yeah but i think so you have that funny. too when you well yeah my stories it. are fucked though. yeah exactly but it's not in like the way that you would expect if you just 
you just hear obviously like again i'm not going to tell tell your jokes here you but like uh but no i forget I just all mean, of them do you, do you yeah, remember any fuck no <laughs> i don't remember my own jokes mm. um but yeah no i think you have that too that uh that element of surprise oh nice oh, that's cool. <laughs> try to be sincere sincerely fucking yeah dumb. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing um yeah i i had other questions but i'm just liking where where the where this went off to do you have anything yeah. that um anything that you want to bring to the table here Jax? um not really i'm I we're i'm so thrown off by the fact that the master is on the wall right here because <laughs> like you need to check this record out there's uh, okay. flow forever the uh -huh. saga begins and when i be on the mic mm -hmm. this is a return back to um back to prominence and glory you mm -hmm. know from the days of eric b and rock him i think that uh there might be like a fucking 10 year hiatus in mm -hmm. like full length releases from rock him to paid in full so the reason that i chose paid in full is because i don't own follow the leader um <laughs> that's a fucking really good album as well not that it would matter now not that it matters now <laughs> but for any listener out there um i cannot stress how important this man is to just your general everyday life um your happiness on human earth and your um ever expanding love and knowledge of hip-hop and all that's in, in a culture right because mm -hmm. when done correctly it just embodies you know all the elements and you know stands the test of time mm -hmm. that these kids made this in a week you know what i mean in 1986 or 87 right mm -hmm. and the fact that it spans the test of time to the point where like it's released three years before i'm born you know what i mean and we have a you know, a podcast with just two pasty white motherfuckers talking about how awesome, <laughs> you know, this hip hop record is. Yeah. Is a testament to what those kids created in that time. On the yeah. back cover there's a there's a picture um with the uh with Eric B and Rock him and like some of like New York's most prominent like hustlers and drug dealers at the time because that's how you know, music was financed back in the eighties and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You really had to take a chance and go get your money from somebody that uh you know, might be pretty dangerous so that you'll see the, you'll, you'll meet them. You'll see the cover and, yeah. and all the gold and stuff they're wearing. <laughs> and there's a, there's a shot on the back of them hanging out with them. The cool G rap is in the photo. He's one of the only rappers that I remember being in there. Uh -huh. But, uh, um, the original 50 cent. Yeah. Not Curtis Jackson, but like. Not the Fitty. Yeah. Yeah. The, the original <laughs> 50 cent. And, uh, and, and, uh, and a whole host of other, um, interesting characters that if you're a fan of new york um crime like mm -hmm. i am um organized specifically right and uh -huh. that does not exclude the black community that is incredibly organized crime syndicates over there so like yes um i love uh any any kind of crime mm -hmm. it just doesn't have to do with like richard ramirez breaking into your house and shooting you in the face like that's not my favorite crime i no. like fucking crime you know what i mean true crime organized, right? i yeah i would say I, i'm a bigger fan of organized crime than just like um like a, a, a serial killer sure. or something like that yeah. because that is more of like a business whereas like um you know a night stalker or a ted bundy is just like a you know a mentally unhinged Whack. person that you have no there's no control there i think totally. that's why i like totally. i feel like more comfortable in organized crime because 100%. i'm like you know what i i have nothing to do with this yeah. they're not gonna fuck with me totally where it's when they're just making their money yeah and we're with like someone like a you're the like prime a, candidate for a lot of serial killers exactly like you tick all the boxes yeah it's fucked up it's scary Even like the women that are going missing in in vancouver right now like oh, you're I know. carrying jackie's fucking strapped motherfuckers so 
Don't fuck around <laughs> Don't with my friend. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some spice in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, what do you think about fraud? About fraud? Yeah. Like in what sense? Jackie, I will tell you what sense. There mm-hmm. is a dude. Uh, I think he's f- might be Italian or from Spain or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm not exactly sure the location, but that doesn't matter because he's currently being arrested because he convinced or 35 women mm-hmm. <gasps> yes! that he was oh dating God, just yes! to get birthday presents yes! from all of them. Yes! Bro, you are a fucking legend. Oh my God, like, I saw this story. I was down. Yeah, I was going to send it to you as like something that we would talk about at the beginning, but then I then I found the, the other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, yes, I heard of this. What do you think about this guy? I think, I mean, like... <laughs> And on, in the, the grand scheme of things, no one got hurt. Like people, like 35 women bought birthday presents, which is like, I would be kind of pissed off, but like no one, it's not, no serious Everybody damage. in the joint right now is being like, dude, yeah. <laughs> teach me. Yeah. There's Instagram pictures of them just like yeah. wiling out at t- dinner tables and shit. Like, <laughs> first of all. It honestly kind of sounds like something I would do. It sounds fucking, <laughs> I, like, I would yeah. never do this. I love the idea of it. I love the, um, you know, there's a little bit of deception in there. And yeah. like there, so there's like, it's a, it's a very interesting story. Yeah. But for me, I can't, you know, like one woman on her own, like that's a lot to fucking deal with, right? Yeah, yeah, so no. So imagine, I, yeah. like, especially like, you know, when you get to like a relationship phase. So this but I don't know if guy's he was texts like, are yeah. out of control. To the, if oh, you're going to date somebody to the okay. point that you're expecting a birthday present from him that That's has true. to be some kind of like intimate relationship or whatever. That's and true. Do you think he's starting these relationships based on when their birthday is? So he's like, okay, I'm going to swing this one around because like my birthday's coming up in like three months. Hers is like, you know, six months from now. So boom, he I'll told get her them, out of there. He told them different birthdays. Like they all had, he told them different days. Bro, yeah. I love this fucking guy. <laughs> Just because like, it's, yeah. it seems like so much, right? Like mm-hmm. um, I was not... Um, you know, the, like the best person in my younger years. Right. And there was mm-hmm. a little bit of that. Right. But the amount of like, as soon as you fucking lie and you tell a lie to somebody that you fucking care about, yeah. the amount of exhaustion that goes with just keeping up that lie. He had that going over 35 yeah. different women and had to remember each of his birthdays and shit like that. And he has to be like, Oh, I mean, you know, Pisces, right? <laughs> Virgo. Fuck, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. He's probably got all these stupid fucking sayings fucking and shit exhausting. like that. And, incredible right yeah. so like at that point you have to give medals away instead of like jail time because th- that is but do you so think above like, and beyond do you think to that extent though there's something there's yeah guinness something... book of world records or no, something like but... that's who you contact for this <laughs> do you think there's something going on like in his brain like to yeah. be able to sustain 35 he's a fucking lives. psychopath incredible narcissist like right like don't... for sure there's all types of mental issues that are going on there yeah. but what we're not talking about is how fucking brilliant he is because yes. he was successful. If 35 yeah. of these women, like, if, so this is the 35 women that are speaking out because they all joined, like, a Facebook group. Yes. Which is even It's funnier. also kind of sad because it means, like, the only, he's only getting, if he wants 35 birthday presents, it means he's not getting them from anyone but his significant other. Jackie, you're a fucking adult. Who gives you birthday presents other than, like, your couple friends and family? You have, like, what, three, five birthday presents? Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's you want like thirty-five birthday. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I would love I would like, thirty-five yeah. birthday. Hey, listeners, yeah. May twenty-first, Johnny's turning thirty-one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, um, but I can tell you that I'm not, you know, in discussion with thirty-five other women trying to, no, you know, to, uh, just to get gift up at 
at birthday season, it's it's so cool. I'm for it 100%. I say, um, yeah, I say give them a medal. Okay. You know, and not put them behind metal bars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't I, I don't think undertake. put them behind bars. But I think uh, maybe have a conversation with him, well, see what's really going on. to defraud people or something. Like, I get it. I yeah, guess. yeah. I but like, yeah. it seems, I guess, seems... I guess I don't know how much they loose. were spending on these presents. But, I want to uh, be the defense attorney in this case. <laughs> You're like, my client is lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly these bitches yeah. ain't shit because like yeah. they're, they're, they, you know, they care enough, but not enough to know, like, yeah. who dating anybody has enough time to talk to 35 other fucking people. Exactly. Right? Incredible. I don't the talk to 35 people, period. I probably couldn't name 35 people that I would have, like, a five-minute conversation with. On the phone, maybe four to five people that I even oh, on answer the phone? the phone. Oh, my God. Right? It would In be like public, my family plus I'll like do bullshit. Four, you know, like a hey, how are three you? Three or four right? friends. But yeah. those little bullshit, hey, how are you relationships, like they're, they're you know, they're acquaintances. They're not bullshit relationships or whatever, but like in the sense of like shooting the shit or just mm-hmm. bullshitting with somebody for like that five minutes. That person that I'm bullshitting with is not at a level of like buy you a fucking birthday present. Oh, my God. No. Right? Like that yeah. takes some serious time. And I mean, he's probably like, you know, passionate lovemaker. Right, you know, he probably listens and shit. Imagine yeah. the mental capacity that guy would have to have to remember names, birthdays, important fucking first date scenarios and shit like that. In I like, feel like probably he's though, like fucking rain. He man. probably tells them, told them different dates. And then as soon as that birthday passed, then he probably just nixed him, ghosted him. Because why would if the goal is gir- birthday presents, why would he keep them? keep them on well, board if the birthday after presents birthday. really good then you want to keep her around for the next year right because like i mean if she like went if this that, is going to be a lifelong thing then yes that would be crazy yeah. so do you think that he has like a like a job with the phone company or something he's always got to be on the road like how the fuck is this guy handling yeah. his day-to-day 35 35 women think women. that they're dating like you ex- if you're dating someone you expect to see them fairly often yeah <laughs> yeah and like i mean what do you do when um you know, you want to trust your partner. You want to hang out. You don't want to mm-hmm. sit there and be like, what's on his phone? And then you pick up his phone. And it's, it's just 34 mixed yeah. texts from 34 <laughs> different women. How fucking hilarious 34. is that? 34. That's so many. It's a crazy number, right? But like, I want I to know if it imagine. was like actually 42, but there were seven women with some self-respect to be like, I'm not fucking. Yeah, I'm not, not uh, getting my name. There's like a girl that's this. just like, that's just cutting, she's just cutting the ribbon on a fresh wrap present. And she yeah. sees the news and like, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Just puts it away. Fuck. <laughs> Have some respect for yourself, ladies. After 22 come forward, then you're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would. Unless it was like... <laughs> so funny. <laughs> unless there's some chance of me getting like um, like some sort of reparation. If I like joined this uh this lawsuit or whatever. Yeah. Would it be a class action at this point if there's 35? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, there's like a fat lawyer that comes on your screen in like an ill-fitting suit. And it's like, did you have a relationship with Greg? That guy's been having relationships all over town. Call me. And we'll get a fucking, we'll get a piece of this together, right? Did you or anyone you know take Johnson and Johnson bags in 2020? Like, that's going to be a class action lawsuit, oh, too. God, Who knows, yeah, right? Um, but uh, e- either way, um, have you ever been, um, have you ever kind of, 
drag somebody along just for the uh, express purpose of maybe getting a gift or, or something? No, not for the express purpose of getting a gift. No, that's silly. But I, I've definitely sort of strung someone along for longer than I the should The dick was have. good? Or like, what was, what was the purpose? No, just because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And like, oh, that's a bad it. one. Yeah. 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 Well, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't That's do that. Fun. If you, yeah. it's be, worse. Be, be upfront. Yeah, yeah, it's worse to string someone along than to just end it. And like it's they're true. gonna be sad for a bit, but don't make it. Don't drag because you're yeah. gonna have to fucking do it eventually. Totally. Cut. Pull the yeah. band aid. We're all about pulling band aids. I show me yours. Yeah. We rip them right off the dick. It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <sighs> I'm so I'm bored. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Like, that story exists, and it just brings so much joy into my life, right? Mm-hmm. But that just means that, like, people are out there still, like, communicating with people and shit, yeah. right? Are we just, like, cocking it up in my bedroom, just fucking not going out and doing anything? Should we go party? <laughs> I don't know if we can't. I don't know if there's anywhere to party right now. Because <sighs> then you have to go to the beach and shit. I don't like really being outside. Yeah, and it's not really nice out. I mean, we can go out and do something if you want. You want to go do something? Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>